Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and I'm with Tim Tollefson. It's a couple days before the 2019 Madeira Island Ultra Trail. We're Americans on Madeira Island. We are. There, there's no shortage of us, though. There are a lot of tourists here on the island. Yeah, a lot of gray hairs. So, um, you arrived here to the island yesterday, and you've been out on an adventure today. What are your thoughts on, on this particular island in the Atlantic? You're experiencing them all, like, little by little. <laughs> I am. Uh, I like this one so far. The Driving up to the high point of the race, it's, it's stunning up there. Mm. Um, and I decided on my morning run that I like being up there a lot more than on the coastline here. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's... Maybe it's just the nature of, you know, this this island uh, kind of climate. It takes a toll on everything. And you run through some areas that are kind of, you know, a little dilapidated and, kinda, well, it was also dark, but it had some areas that were a little seedy and uh, kind of had that experience on uh, Gran Canaria also okay. with like the abandoned mall, like kind of post-apocalyptic feel. But when you get higher Anybody up, it, <laughs> no one's coming to save you. <laughs> Uh, but when you get up there, it's very lush and green mm-hmm. and jagged rock kind of ridge lines. And so, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty rad. And like, as you were saying, the, well, you didn't warn me driving up the route that we took, which I think it almost, well, the first mile and a half or two miles would have been a VK if it extended out further. A little bit further. Yeah. An actual VK, but in it's a, car. a paved road. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. But Sorry, I didn't tell you about that. Yeah. I think I would actually rather be on foot than a in a car. 100%. Like, I want to go hike it. It, was, it, just it, was, to be it like, was pretty sketchy. Like barely a one lane road. Yeah. With tr- cars going both ways. Yeah. Did you see the sheep? No. There were sheep not. grazing when nope. I was like, it's our buddy like <laughs> going to knock them off. But yeah. So this road is like two, three miles long, just under three miles yeah. long and basically 2,400 feet of climb. I think It's that's a right. paved single lane road that just goes from the ocean like halfway Can up you the imagine? Side of the and there are houses on both sides. Can you imagine pulling into your driveway, nope. like nope. doing a right-hand turn nope. at like a, you know, what is that? Like 20, 25% grade, maybe 30% in some areas. I just want to know if the people, I mean, we eventually have to talk about your race, but I just uh, want to know. No one wants to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if people who live their whole life on that road actually like get their cars geared like slightly differently so that yeah. you can do that. Cause yeah. I, I was like, oh, if I had my, I have like a 15 year old forerunner. If I had that, like. This would be no problem, but I am in a Volkswagen up. <laughs> Volkswagen up? Yeah. I'm in a Peugeot. <laughs> but oh, I mean, I saw your car yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's tiny. It is. I like. I think that's better though, so that there's less risk of hitting things. <laughs> that's true. Like I told you, and there are true. tunnels everywhere on the island, which is kind of cool. But I pulled like onto the, I guess we'll call it the highway, uh, and you merged inside the tunnel. And the car in front of me got scared, so he was halfway into the, the mm. lane of traffic, oh. and he started backing up and backing up into me. Uh-huh. And I barely—I have a, um, a manual. I barely. How daring! Yeah, they—they they asked me <laughs> if I wanted. It. I was like, "Yeah, heck yeah!" Sure. Which I think that's better for roads like, well, with a hundred, without yeah. a doubt, it's better for the road that we went up. But yeah. so I'm backing up in the tunnel, and maybe he didn't see me. I didn't have my lights on. So, uh, but five minutes after landing here on the island I'm like I'm gonna get in the first car accident in my life in a right tunnel here, in, in Madeira tunnel. yeah it's gonna be rad but thankfully <laughs> avoided it yeah <laughs> okay so it's um April and you live at 
what is it, 9,000 feet or 8,000 feet? Uh, so the town of Mammoth Lakes is 78, 7,900. Okay. Yeah. And you guys have had like an absolute record winter. I feel like you're like this rare winter mammal coming out of hiber hibernation right now. <laughs> it feels that way. Okay. It, uh, we have had a lot of snow. In February alone, I think we had 250 inches of snow uh -huh. in the first two and a half weeks. It was, we just got slammed. Huh. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been interesting. Great for skiing. And uh, I'm thankful that I'm finally embracing the ski mountaineer kind of, you know, or utilizing that for training. I haven't quite gone full bore. And I think because I'm still nervous about getting injured because my skiing isn't very good. Because <laughs> uh, I know Francois, he, he's only been in running shoes for maybe two weeks. Right. Where he he's has done, done like a couple long runs, yeah. maybe. Did you see his second week back running? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like 140 miles. 145 <laughs> miles with 42,000 feet of climbing. <laughs> Second week back. I'm just like, and I'm breaking running 20,000 feet a week or something, but whatever. Uh, but he did a proper ski season, like four probably months of big days, never in sho running shoes. I'm trying to get there, but my downhill technique kind of prevents me from doing it fully because I just, I need to get that skill set better. Yeah. But yeah. so I did ski more, which I am hoping will help. Yeah, so maybe it's kind of a clash of uh, like some skiers out there. Yeah, but yeah, it's like skiers putting it, in their running shoes. Yeah, <laughs> see what happens in the mountains. Um, but I also want to ask, like, uh, you were pretty avid on social media talking about like you shoveled all of the snow that fell. Like you didn't use machinery. Yeah, so it, uh, <clears throat> you know, I guess part of that is we don't have a snowblower. <laughs> but the other thing is, I, I don't know, I kind of enjoy that kind of manual labor aspect of it. There, you hit a threshold where you're done shoveling. You know, you don't want to go out there for the second <laughs> or third time, yeah, but it's still there and still coming down. But um, I, I think it, it's, I don't know, it's a neat way to kind of get a little strength training in. And for me, I kind of almost, like we have a slightly large driveway and like when I'm shoveling it, it becomes my little Zen garden where it's like I get these perfect <laughs> lines going and I kind of just like nerd out on it and it's soothing. So maybe that's like, it's my happy place shoveling. But do you listen to like it, books on tape or podcasts while you're doing it? Too? No, no, I don't. You're just in it the does. zone. Yeah. Flow state? I, flow state for really? sure. Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes so much that like, uh, like we have some roommates right now that are living with us and they come out and they're like, Tim, you're in sandals. I'm like, Oh yeah, I am. I didn't notice, but, uh, you know, we're in California. So the sun comes out eventually, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. But, yeah. So yeah, it's been a big winter. So let's back up a little bit. The last time we talked to you was before UTMB last August where the great yeah. thigh slashing incident of 2018 yeah. occurred. What has your fall and winter sort of felt like from an actual running perspective? How long did it take to, because I think that wound ended up being pretty deep. It was, and I mean, in hindsight, to me, it seems kind of ridiculous that it derailed my race the way it did. You know, I got stitches, took a little time to heal, but I, I was fine. Okay. Like, but it, it was more, I think, just the nature of how it got me, and it was debilitating enough that I couldn't run anymore Probably. yeah and so you know I I'm sure I could have hiked to the finish like and not maybe like completely ruin myself but I kind of was at that point it's like my race is over like yeah. you know I was losing ground and I wasn't being competitive and it's kind of like I have had those death marches before like 
on an island not too far from here. <laughs> and it, uh, uh, Grand Canaria. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think what uh, was interesting is that, you know, the physical uh, injury healed, but emotionally and psychologically, mm -hmm. it took out a lot more than I wanted to admit. And it took me probably a good two months before I kind of came to terms with that. I kind of brushed it off like, you know, I, I just do this for fun. You know, I, I love the journey and the process, which those are true, but I wouldn't train the way I do if I didn't care about the outcome. Right. You know, I wouldn't be putting in these ridiculous work weeks and you know, the long runs that anyone does trying to kind of squeeze the most out of their body if they didn't somewhat care about that end result. And I think it, it uh, I brushed it off maybe too much where it really kind of ate away at me like and I had to kind of accept it and mm -hmm. that but that emotional toll took longer than any okay. physical aspect and so I kind of and then I got back in I finally kind of found a groove where I was going to train for TNF um, and mm -hmm. then but it took me a while before I even could like do that I'd go for runs and I just kind of felt empty like and uh, and I just yeah kind of struggled with that and then TNF got canceled. I actually decided not to race that before it got okay. canceled. But um, then I was like, oh, well, that makes my Good decision yeah. even better. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of also, like, then I struggled to find rhythm again. And it wasn't until probably mid-January. Lindsay, she's away at school. She came home. And we had a couple weeks together. And I kind of got into, like, probably more of just that normal state of feeling mm -hmm. like life was in order. Mm -hmm. And I had a really good training block leading into my first race of the year, the USA TF 50K champs. And that was the kind of the focus of the winter, which again, it was kind of, kind of, I was nervous about it because we had so much snow and I, and that was actually two weeks before the race. It was when we got hammered with our biggest storms mm -hmm. and like 200 inches fell before the race, like in those two weeks. And I was like, I, I did spend more time in ski boots than in running shoes. And I was a little nervous, but ended up going pretty well. So, but yeah, that was kind of, and then like I told you, I keep saying I'm not going to train for a winter ultra. And then every year I train for a winter ultra. And I think some of that is driven honestly by wanting to keep sponsors happy. And also, I mean, it's fun to go to races, but in the back of your mind, it's like, well, if I don't perform, I'm not doing my job. And so the winter is a hard time for mountain athletes. So I think yeah. in that regard. And like in, when you're, you know, it's January in the middle of winter and you're in the mountains, like thinking about, oh, Madeira Island in April sounds so <laughs> fantastic. But then, yeah, putting in the time yeah. in the sort of circumstances you're in gets pre-challenging. It does. And getting here is awesome and it can be an escape from the, the snow. But, and I don't get injured often, but the three times I've had injuries that derailed races were all during winter training blocks. It's never happened to me in the summer, spring, or fall. Mm. And so there must be something about, like, you know, me pushing the physiological limit for myself in those cold, icy, somewhat dangerous conditions for mm. running that kind of pushed me over the edge. Where if you're riding the fine line, I, there's not a lot of room for error. And, you know, so maybe that's kind of why I keep pulling up short a little bit. You're 100% going to retire to, like, some tropical island someday and be like... <laughs> I like the it's, heat. My body likes the heat. <laughs> Lindsay would love that. I I still hate the ocean, but oh, I'm, I'm sorry it, to that giant body of water behind us. It's boring. I hate you. Like look I at it. I don't. He does. There's no personality. It goes on forever. I feel like it's flat. I mean, there's a tsunami like that could it, come and kill us like in retribution right now. I love you. I love the earth. I hate the ocean. <laughs> So no tropical. Uh, I will for Lindsay, like, but I think yeah. co I want a nice coastline, like okay. something in 
let's say like Carmel or um, you know Monterey, although we can't afford those places. <laughs> but that's where <laughs> a you tiny know, little shack, a tiny little shack on 17 mile <laughs> drive would would do it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, someday we'll probably move to, you know more westward for her because she loves the heat and okay. the ocean. Okay. Yeah. Last question for you. We're here on Madeira Island. You're running a 115 kilometer race that, in my opinion, is incredibly diverse terrain. Like you're gonna see everything. Um, you have had the experience of coming to an island and running these one of these like transect island races before. What have you got in your head in terms of how you're gonna face like Friday night and get this figured out this time? You know, I, I given that a lot of thought and boiled it down to a pretty foolproof plan okay i'm just gonna get out hard and stay out. go hard in the middle <laughs> and then go really hard at the end okay so that sounds good that's pretty much and i i don't think i'll really notice you know the the change anything of, yeah I, i'm gonna yeah. pull a miller zach miller and just <laughs> black out and um so will you be doing and, like that heavy breathing and stuff that <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm really gonna make whoever's with me pretty upset. <laughs> the amount of breathing I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It. I. I <laughs> go out hard. Stay hard. It seems like that works for a lot of people. It works for some people. Yeah, you know. And then it doesn't work Just, for a lot of people. I'm too. gonna light off some fireworks. Yeah. And uh, I think that. Well, something like this, like a traverse, I've yet to have one go well. This will be my third attempt. First Trans uh, Gran Canaria race i was injured going in second one actually i was injured going in and this one i am oh. hopefully not injured <laughs> i am dealing with a little something but i i so it has yet to go well but i think i i'm drawn to that aspect of so many different climates and change of footing and kind of views i think it's variety is a wonderful thing mm. like especially if you're going to be out there for 13 hours or 20 hours or however long it takes it uh it's nice to have some sort of change in the stimuli so i don't know we'll we'll see i'm pretty I'm pretty stoked on getting out there though just seeing the high point today it it kind of excited me to mm. to give it a go and i think that this is my type of race where the final 15k is wait 15k yeah i think the final 15k is basically straight downhill or uh, pretty much yeah. yeah so i like that uh uh, downhill finishes are, uh, you know, kind of what I dream of. Awesome. Yeah. Well, keep dreaming. Yeah. And we'll see you out on the trails on Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks. Good luck to you, Tim. Thank you.